0: Welcome to Business Can Be Better.
1: This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media.
0: And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting.
1: All right, welcome episode 22 of business can be better 22
0: did you think i was going to say something inappropriate because right before we went on, you're like mic on
1: because <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I, I better stop i saying toggle whatever. it on and yeah i oh, can stop okay. talking about being almost live and then we know we're live perfect episode 22 talking about content marketing how to get fans by using content for your brand but
0: yeah, I'm just here for a class today. Okay,
1: well, yeah, you can. I can ask you like set up questions and stuff, and it'll be great. Okay. What's new with you? Oh, I it's new to... with Kelly Ray. <gasps> you you know have what? something. I didn't
0: plan my podcast agenda.
1: Perfect. I always because you're it. like I got nothing to share. I'm just coming and no, it's because I replaced my talk.
0: podcast prep in my calendar with our meeting before. Right. <sighs> the calendar let me down. Right. My clients are gonna love this this is soak it in guys enjoy it the <laughs> calendar failed me what is new with me Hmm. linkedin
1: linkedin Kelly yeah, Ray's i'm finally doing embracing
0: linkedin link it, linkedin it's good it is there's some really meaningful conversations happening on there that i'm pretty impressed with Mm-hmm. but um yeah i think i think yeah that's probably the linkedin's newest. new i was not prepared sorry i don't have that's anything okay. interesting I, i'm liking linkedin though
1: I, I enjoyed a lot I'm on there often
0: yeah your videos are really good
1: videos and I try and share an article once in a while and I go comment on other people's stuff and I like LinkedIn yeah so
0: <laughs> what's new with you oh oh yeah how nice of you to ask <laughs>
1: <laughs> um what's new with me Um, um it's been just a crazy January my calendar's been like so full I kind of made the mistake of like I have the calendly thing, right? So you can just, you have the URL and you can just go book a meeting. I'll, oh, I, I know. almost just like said it I've aloud and I email. don't want everyone to know the email or the link. But certain people do like prospects or clients or whoever people like people have the link. So whenever they want to meet with me, they just like throw themselves in the calendar.
0: Well, do you leave it all open?
1: No, I mean, like, if I'm busy, they can't book it, and I only take a certain amount per day, and whatever. There's an allotment, but it definitely filled up. So it's been a busy, busy January. Um, Bunch of new clients. (laughs) It's just January. People are excited. People like only work till noon every day. When did I say that?
0: Last week.
1: I need to only. I'm pretty much done
0: by noon every day.
1: Oh yeah, no, it has been good. Like I have. I when get all my important next, stuff just, done at noon and then it's like, all right, let's do some business development or something.
0: Or something.
1: Or nothing.
0: Or just everything that showed up in your calendar without your consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember getting one of those links a few years ago. Yeah. Book yourself in my calendar. I'm like, what am I, your assistant?
1: Right. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Don't mind me. Take it away. All right. We're, We're going to talk learn. about
1: content marketing. Content. And I think, so I put it in the description of this show. Content is this word that everyone's using now they stop talking about blogs and videos and posts and now it's just content and it's weird cuz to me content feels like an internal team term like I would say oh we need to produce content or this was great content or something but I wouldn't say that to my viewers like Here's do you content. like my content <laughs> like it feels really weird but it's starting to get used that way like I've seen people post that what kind what kind of content would you like to see from us like it just feels like It feels like an internal term that you shouldn't use publicly. You should talk about your videos and your stories and your articles and your...
0: Vlogs. Yeah,
1: not your content. This is a podcast. It's not content. Well, it is content, but we don't talk about it like content. I don't know. That's how it is to me. That's how I feel.
0: Do I say that?
1: I don't know. It's just definitely become uh, a term that's gained a lot of popularity because content marketing has become more and more and more mainstream that people are aware of it so let's should we like define do we need an operating definition of content and content marketing whose quote is
0: content is king Uh,
1: i'm not sure that one has been around for a few years but content mark content i guess is just stuff that people consume right whether it's videos and infographics or blogs or podcasts or whatever it is heath evans essay by bill gates content is king really did did Bill Gates come up with this in 1996? I don't know. I don't feel like Microsoft is the example I leap to when I think of content as king. Mm-mm. But the idea of content is that um, it's stuff that people want to consume. And so we, like when I first started my agency, I, I was thinking of it as creating a content marketing agency, um, which is like an inbound marketing strategy. You put stuff out there that people love and enjoy and consume. And then you have that brand and awareness and people like you and their fans and whatever. And then when they need your service or product, then they come to you and it's inbound that would be content marketing is great at that whereas outbound marketing is interruption marketing it's like well you went to watch this tv show and that was what you went there for and we're going to interrupt it and then show you this advertisement so
0: oh my gosh i have to mention something from that book i was telling you about oh and also the definitions of content are hilarious there isn't one that's (laughs) That's content that's a different word (laughs) no look that's how you spell it right
1: uh yeah i know but But when you just put in content it's saying the adjective content
0: so anyways retail re-engineering retail Mm -hmm. can't remember the author's name now but he's really uh an accurate analyst technology technology analyst and uh shoot i wish i knew his name i'll google it um but anyways i forget what i was gonna say (laughs) You are on live today. right now? Okay, back up. <laughs> you think I was the one I was drinking talking scotch. about
1: inbound versus interruption marketing, content marketing. Oh, I got marketing. it, I got yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Okay, so um, he was talking about how, yes, you know, paying for social media advertising, like, oh, it's so cheap per view or whatever. He's like, but really, you're, if people are scrolling past your video and they don't mm-hmm. have their sound turn on and they're not even looking at the screen, right. Facebook will still count it as a view. So he's like, you just have to remember that there are yes it might be cheap mm-hmm. but is it effective and then he was talking about um the thing that i really like resonated with was how much we've turned advertising in to like a poison right. he's like y- youtube tells you you just have to endure this for five right. four three and then you can get to what you want you know mm-hmm. and he's just like talking about how it's become this right hated thing mm-hmm. so that's probably why content has emerged as that people are authentic. sick of being advertised to. Yeah. yeah but isn't this just advertising? No. Is it just isn't it another way of us attracting the right people?
1: Sure. Yeah. It's, it's marketing, but it wouldn't be advertising. So in the example of YouTube, yeah, I go there because like the example I use when I do seminars for whatever reason, it's just in my head. But if, if you need to learn how to sharpen your lawnmower blade, I don't know why that one is the one I always go to. It's something that you might wanna to need to know might need to know how to do. I need to know how to sharpen my lawnmower blade. So you go to YouTube or you go to Google or you go somewhere and you go find this blog or a video and then it gets interrupted with like a Home Depot ad. So that's advertising. They're like, well, we know you're here. We know this is relevant. Let's throw this ad across and interrupt what you went there for. Whereas content marketing is Home Depot writes the blog about how to sharpen it, or they make the video about how to sharpen it. That's content marketing. It's not advertising at all. There's already been a value exchange. You've given them what they came there looking for, whether it was entertainment or knowledge or news or whatever it was, you gave them something that's valuable to them and didn't ask for anything in return so it's not advertising no
0: it's not like you have to watch this for five seconds before you're allowed to watch what you want no
1: exactly so in the youtube it's the pre-roll is the advertising in the youtube YouTube example
0: good day in (laughs) In, the youtube in the youtube on the facebook also i don't think the fans are gonna believe that you cut your own grass (laughs)
1: well, <laughs> I cut you, my own and grass. Do you
0: sharpen a lawnmower blade?
1: You're supposed Honestly, to, and uh, not cut that my my I grass. have, but I I think you're supposed to occasionally. Maybe
0: my, my husband probably does
1: that. It takes me all of ten minutes to mow all of my <laughs> grass. <so>. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of it. I don't
0: like your guys' backyard. Though.
1: Um, so yeah, what what would be some brands that you enjoy following? Because that would m- signal to me that you enjoy their content, not that you enjoy their ads. But what do you in- what do you who do you enjoy following?
0: Oh, this is very personal. Oh, okay like youtube
1: sure youtube instagram facebook well, linkedin any brands
0: i'm not so much anymore but for a, a period there i watched like every video of tony robbins ever Kay. and then i went to like all of his really expensive courses and i knew everything he was gonna say right <laughs> but yeah but i've never okay so Brandon Burchard, i le- used to like a lot you know what i don't
1: you don't follow any
0: I mean there's some spiritual stuff that I've been looking at lately but I'm not really cool with sharing that yet. Okay. Not cool. I'm not sure that I can like it. Not ready to yet. put that out there. I'm in a little okay. bit of an iffy spot on that stuff. So yeah.
1: like some ones that I think do this well cuz they're ones that I follow and I enjoy their content is like GoPro. Oh, Gary Vee. Yeah, Gary Vee yeah, for that would sure, be a good right? Example, but yeah. it's easier like I think it's people I think can make an easier um, logic jump when you talk about people like that like Brendan Bouchard and Gary Vee and stuff because it's a personality and you kind of make sense that you're gonna put out content but if you're talking about a product I think that's a harder thing for people to make sense of how you would do that so the example I was gonna bring up is someone like GoPro who are amazing to follow because it's just incredible videos shot on their cameras and it's not like GoPro cameras are a great camera but there are other action cameras and they're not the only one in the market and maybe not even the best one but it's literally like it's almost like Kleenex to whatever tissues Tissues. right it's like it's become the word for what it is because it's it's synonymous with action camera and and it's because of their content that you just it's so fun to watch and so you can follow them i don't even own a gopro follow all their stuff and consume it and it's just fascinating and the same with red bull which is more distant from their product because gopro it's like it's a camera let's show the videos that are made on the camera that's a pretty easy like well of course it's easy to make content red bull is an energy drink but it's if you follow their channels there is nothing about their energy drink anywhere it's like here's a guy on a dirt bike here's a guy like snowboarding here's a guy in one of those ridiculous squirrel suits flying (laughs) over cliffs like whatever it is it's just something extreme here's like dirt rally whatever And it's just about the lifestyle and telling story a bit, but mostly just wow moments. Like that's crazy watching that. And it's very, um, it's it's near their product, but it's not like it's talking about their product at all. It's more lifestyle based.
0: So I don't follow WestJet or Budweiser, but those are two brands that I can think of. Actually my husband, who's not into marketing or advertising at all, he's like, you have to see this. Ad, and he's like, cover your eyes. I don't want you to see what company it's for. And I'm like, I bet it's Budweiser. Right. He's like, how would you know that? It was that Dwayne Wade ad, the okay. basketball player.
1: Haven't seen it. But
0: I knew it because the last Budweiser commercial I saw was the puppy and the horse.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about Oh my about gosh.
0: That and then the very end, it was just like Budweiser. And that was it. Yeah. But the whole, they're just like, feel good, puppies, horses, love. And you're like, oh, yeah. crying in this commercial. And then they just flash their brand. Mm -hmm. yeah and then this the basketball player when i hope i got his name right it was like his last season playing so i guess he was exchanging jerseys with all these people and then they surprised him and brought in these five people they didn't give him a jersey but they gave him like some sort of special shirt like uh their graduation robe because he paid for her university her brother's shirt because he saved his life i can't remember that story (laughs) a robe from his mom because he bought her a church like it was i was crying Cool. I think my husband almost So some
1: ads can be so good and so good at telling stories that they become content, Content. right? And you would actually seek them out. Like you might, people might go to YouTube and be like, oh, I want to go watch that ad now. Um, And that can happen for sure. But for the most part, advertising is something that interrupts what people went there to find and content is the thing they went there to find. Yeah. Um, The other one that I enjoy following is Patagonia, like the outdoor company or outdoor apparel well, my or whatever likes them. yeah and so I mean I'm not I enjoy the outdoors but I'm not like a hiker fisher mountain climber kind of person but I enjoy their content cause it's just amazing photos from the tops of mountains or on beaches or and a lot of it telling incredible stories about um, nature preservation or adventure or whatever it is um, the one example that I always use as the literally the best example of content marketing of all time, it's pretty much universally agreed, is the Lego movie. Because it's it's a 90 minute commercial for a toy. yeah. Um, and of course it also made money in the box office and did very well, but the point of making it with Lego was because they're going to sell Lego. Oh, yeah. And there is no call to action, there's no, and buy it at a Toys R Us near you or no. anything like that. But you can go look at their sales and they went up like 48% or something um, the quarter immediately after the Lego movie was released. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that they've been like three of the books I've read lately. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Incredible idea. And now you see it a lot. Um, you go on Netflix and there's all these kids shows and most of them are around the toy. It's like Shopkins or around whatever it is. You go watch the show and it's because now when the kids see it on the shelf, they want it because they watch the show. So it's become common, but that's that's content marketing. Um, I don't know, there's lots and lots of examples, but that's what it's all about, is creating content people actually want to consume.
0: Yeah, I have to, I'll sh- I wanna share something really quick, because it okay. might be the only thing I can contribute to this <laughs> no. whole conversation. I doubt it, we'll um, so have lot. Also, it's like painful for me not to talk for like five minutes straight, I'm like itching to share. Um, so a lot of my friends, very edu- well-educated, smart friends, but we really disagree on advertising, like whereas I, Like I told you about that one thing that I just purchased that I was like, Ooh, that was good. They really got me. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that I'm a marketing, Mm -hmm. I'm easily persuaded by marketing, but I love it. I'm like, that was so cool how they got me or like, Oh my gosh, they knew that I wanted to get engaged and there's wedding rings, you know, like I like that stuff, but a lot of my friends are like super opposed Mm -hmm. and like, they think it's a violation of privacy and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people hate advertising, but I don't know anyone who hates content. No. So that's like how I kind of just was like, oh, that's Because if you hate it, difference. you just
1: don't consume it. Yeah. Which, I mean, although there is trolls out there who will go seek out your content. Like if you get a big yeah. enough audience, which we work with some brands that do, we're laughing about it in the audience today, in the audience, in the office today, <laughs> where people are literally like seeking out our content and then just trolling us and blasting us. And it's like, we didn't pay to force this to come down your timeline. Like you follow us or you went and sought this out. So whatever. But anyways, for the most part people only see that content because they chose to follow it. So no one's gonna hate it. If they did, they'll just stop following you.
0: We had a member Lethbridge Residential Fence and Deck. Right, so yeah, that old. Guy. we did not do ads. Okay. We like posted, I think it was a picture of like Tim and his uncle. It was such a cute photo, they building a fence. And it showed up in this lady's news feed. I don't even know her. She, right. I thought she must've liked the page to see it. But anyway, she just sent us a message out of the blue and she was like, because you have invaded my personal <laughs> Facebook space with your advertising, I will never, and she just like went on about how horrible we are and mm. I'm like.
1: I've definitely seen that. People are like, please stop making this ad appear in my timeline oh, and really? they get annoyed and whatever. So that's fine, we can do that for the people who don't like being targeted with ads. But, yeah. but content is, yeah, it's a way around the um, distaste, I guess, for ads. Just show them something they're going to enjoy consuming, and then they build a relationship with you, and you become their preferred choice. And it is, of course, like branding versus advertising. It's a long term game. Like, it's going to, you're not going to get the return next week. It's going to be, you know, next year, maybe. You've built an audience. So the example of us doing that locally was with um one of the gyms in town and uh we went in there i kind of pitched the idea of doing a reality show just for facebook and so we went in and I said, let's pick two people and and we'll give them a 12 week challenge. You guys give them the free gym membership, the free personal training, the free nutrition, the free everything you can get with your membership. Um, and and we'll see what their goals are and then we'll track it and we'll document it and we'll make show about it. And uh, we ended up, I interviewed like 20 people because we put a post out about it and all these people applied and we ended up picking three people and they all had very different goals and we tracked them for 12 weeks. And we made an episode, like a six or seven minute episode, just for Facebook. That was the only place it appeared. And we made it every two weeks and published it. And all three of these people, well, actually one, um, she had some medical concerns and just wasn't able to continue partway. But the other two just smashed their goals like halfway through. And by the time they hit 12 weeks, they were just doing incredible and at no point where we're like, and you can come and also experience this at this gym or this yeah. package would cost you this, or here's where you sign up. It's just literally show them and ask for nothing. Just here's the content. Look at what can be achieved. Here's the story. There is And it was emotional. Like people are crying in it because it's like what they're achieving. It was amazing, the transformations. Um, and that is that's what content marketing is about. Just tell stories, give content, and then if you're ever in a position where you're like, you know what, I really need to change something in my life. I'm ready to for this transformation. I mean, what gym is gonna come to mind than the very local one that literally showed you exactly what's possible, so.
0: Yeah, I think like in the five and a half years that I've been doing the coaching company, I've maybe recorded like, and I think they were all with you, maybe three videos where I was like, hey, Buy this course, whatever. Mm-hmm. Never ever have I like on my own got on video and said, "Hey, you should no. buy this," because I yeah. just it just doesn't feel right. Right. So, but I can flip on the camera and talk for. Would you say I talk for nine minutes about pricing? <laughs> Too long, apparently. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but it just doesn't feel good to right. do sales. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. fit in content. And it and it. I think it's just really people are so sick of like fake, um, like. Forced, like they—they they want us to be like so real. Advertising mm-hmm. is not.
1: Sometimes yeah, it's not that,
0: but yeah, you definitely can't mix them. No, people would be like, then you lose Screw their trust. Yeah.
1: It's like this Trojan horse thing, where you're going to be like, oh, here's this piece of content, and then it turns into an ad. Oh, I hate and you those webinars. Yeah, webinars, so exactly, webinars. yeah, the webinars. Exactly. I've done so many webinars where I
0: really believed I was going to get like really good stuff, and at the end they're like, mm, just three thousand dollars, and we'll yeah. tell you the actual thing. Here's you've been the punchline. Yeah, for. exactly. Yeah. I was like, I would never do that to people. Yeah. In fact, I think that's why a lot of people didn't come onto our live Facebook classes. Because they really thought I was going to pitch pitch them. I pitched nothing. Right. Like I was.
1: So you have to build a reputation where people trust. They're like, no, you are a giver. You are generous with your knowledge. I know that you're not going to pitch me. And so when you built that up, then I think there's a lot less of that yeah defensiveness and about it
0: I, some people are probably thinking i know i am like man how long does it take because it's been five years for me and i'm still not where i want to be mm-hmm. and uh but i rem- i know a lot of the people who are just huge in the on- in the coaching world the online coaching world they all talked about suddenly 12 years later i was an overnight success right yeah exactly you know so yep. i mean it's not a fast way But I don't think advertising is either. Like you talk about Mm -hmm. advertising without content to build credibility and that doesn't, especially in the expert space. Yeah, it depends what you're
1: advertising. Like, yeah, there is, you know, there's some, if you just need to sell whatever, some object and there's already some market awareness and some demand for it, you just need to reach new people and discount it. I mean, you can definitely get very quick results with advertising. Um, But the second it's the same thing you know works the opposite too. the second you stop paying it just stops working right you you pay and get results but there's no there's no latent benefit to it or not maybe not none but very little latent benefit that follows it that helps you have success down the road but yeah the example there's there's a show I've been watching that I really really enjoy lately on YouTube called hot ones have you ever seen this show? It's a guy uh, and probably the best interviewer I've ever seen, an amazing, amazing interview. He just researches his guests to an absurd level that he can ask them questions where they're just like, how did you know that? And they're always complimenting him on how good his questions are. He gets like the biggest celebrities in the world on his show, Um, just amazing people, whoever he wants to interview, he seems to be able to get them. And he sits across from them and there's 10 bottles of hot sauce and 10 chicken wings, on they each have their own Obviously and they go you don't from, watch this. well there's there's vegan people come on and it's cauliflower instead or whatever <laughs> oh, really? so he accommodates awesome. um and so you start from the mildest and you, you each take a bite and he asks you a question and then you move to the next one and it just gets increasingly spicier up to an absurd level of spiciness that probably isn't safe for human <laughs> consumption but i watched this show because it's so amusing and he's an amazing interviewer what's his name his name is sean evans uh the show is called hot ones and it's by he has other shows so his channel is called first we feast mm. but the show is called hot ones definitely worth watching he's done like 200 episodes he's had gary v on it he's amazing to watch because he's just like this is a mental game you're not gonna break me i'm gonna do this and he just like powers through the whole way and he eats like every piece of chicken <laughs> off of every wing because <laughs> that's scary um but Partway through, I think it's at like, you know, wing number seven or something up pops a thing that says it's time for Tums or something like that. So (laughs) Tums has like sponsored this because you probably need Tums at this point. You should probably have Tums. Um, So someone like them or Pepto-Bismol or like someone could advertise, but that's advertising, right? They're just like, here's the people making content. Let's just insert ourselves in it and maybe we get some residual benefit. I don't know
0: because you and me like advertising. Like we appreciate the cleverness and the the skill that goes yeah. it. But some people are like, well, I'm not watching the show anymore because there's an ad on it. Yeah. Which I think is really
1: Right. So, my, I th- so if you're doing content marketing, my argument is why didn't Tums invent the show Hot Ones? Because that's, ma- that's content marketing. Yeah. Tums is like, here's our show where we make people eat hot sauce and spicy wings to the point where and we offer them tums along the way if they need them and it's just an amazing it's just an amazing piece of content without trying to be a pitch about your product it just happens to be the setting for it
0: now that no one watches tv i can't tell if some of these things are tv ads that are on youtube or if they're actually just youtube videos but um kind of like the WestJet ones where they do the christmas gifts christmas for people miracle stuff yeah what's the here's the funny thing i think it was a, a video from like Scotty's or another brand but all i can think of is kleenex okay. which is hilarious but it's like the, it's like a story about a janitor and all the kids like surprise him he like cries and they give him kleenex mm-hmm. or whatever brand or whatever it is. brand sorry whatever brand it is but obviously they don't have enough okay yeah but i don't know if that's just a youtube video hmm. i guess I don't it, could, it was I don't probably know an ad it. it has to be an ad i wouldn't have seen it right because I don't <laughs> scroll, search scroll for videos. Kleenex videos. yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's like that would be content marketing is why, you know, why doesn't the brand rather than advertising it? Why isn't that something? I mean, of course, it's not like, why didn't you think of that? Of course, someone had to think of it and didn't happen to be them. But that should be the goal is that the brand is the one who comes up with that content. Like maybe Frank's Red Hot puts on that show, although I'm sure they would only be like wing one or two <laughs> compared to the ones that they line up. Um, but I think this is achievable for even small business. Like you could put on a little, you know, someone else can do a podcast like this and do it in their coffee shop that they own and make Mm -hmm. that the setting and just show how this is a place where you come together and have great coffee and amazing conversation. And you turn that into a podcast that is an amazing piece of content in its own right that your shop just happens to be the background for. Um, I have a, one of my blogs I wrote about this, where there's a BMX channel that my son loves watching, and it's a guy who's he's one of the best BMX people of all time, an amazing, amazing rider, um, and then you kind of realize, like I watched a few with him, and I realized that he actually owns this shop that's kind of just the background setting for his videos and he owns a shop and an online store and he has this whole brand, but his videos are really just about him and his friends riding bikes and doing stupid stuff. There's no like, okay, and buy your new, you know, whatever frame at this, lo- at this link. It's just him and the background setting happens to be a bike shop that he owns. Um, and that's really, really powerful because he has very loyal audience members and that's what we're talking about. How do you turn people into fans? You give them content they love first. Yes. Um,
0: I always think that, like, the people who are super, super huge right now got on Facebook at the right time. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like I was a few years too late for that and Instagram. And so it's taken a long time for me to build. Like, I'm still not where I want to be, obviously. But do you think there's a. (laughs) Well, we have one person watching. (laughs) Yes. So, um, hi, Jocelyn. (laughs) Um,. But do you think there are certain platforms... Well, obviously, it's going to be different for different businesses. But yeah. you, you're you a big fan of LinkedIn right now, right? And content is working a lot better on mm-hmm. LinkedIn than other places?
1: Yeah, because yeah, there's always a place where you can go where um, there's just less competition. So right now, I mean, Instagram is so hard because there's so many people putting out great content. So it's going to be really hard to break through and be the next big Instagram star. Like, you're not going to see some rising star like suddenly become this huge person based on instagram like maybe they achieve it on some other right and they get a good instagram following but um yeah that'd be a really tough place and the other one right now would be tiktok like and that's a very demographic specific thing for now. Yeah. I mean, you or uh, Facebook used to be like just the youngest people were there, and now look where we are. The youngest people are like, I'm not going there. My grandma's on there. So um, for now, TikTok is a very young, um, but the opportunity for. for gaining a huge following is ridiculous right now. Like if you follow it and learn how TikTok content works, which I've been doing a lot of um, just watching and taking note, uh, if you can learn that formula, I mean, it's unreal. The kind of success you could have so quickly on that platform right now. So it's just looking to find where attention is most easily found. And it's probably not Instagram right now. And Facebook is, you know, pretty pretty um full too but there's lots of platforms where you can because there's always will be people keep changing they keep moving so there's always going to be a place where you can gain attention a lot easier than other places yeah
0: so what are the actionable things like how to earn fans with content that's the title right
1: yeah so how to earn them is as being and we've talked about this um how to be really really honest about what your audience actually is wants to consume. You're not it's no Trojan horse where you're sneaking in, Well, I wanna talk about my product or what I do. It's literally just what is something that the type of people who would follow me, what is something they would love watching? Like Red Bull is not trying to talk about how their taste the best or it's not about it. It's just like, no, the people who drink Red Bull love extreme sports. Let's show them extreme sports. And, you know, the person riding the dirt bike has a Red Bull jersey on and that's about it. Mm -hmm. So it's You know, it's really getting to know your audience and what they love and then just create that for them. So when we were doing stuff for the gym, it was like, man, people love these transformation shows that you watch on whatever lifestyle network or I don't know where those shows are, but something like that. Right. People love watching those. Um, So let's just make it and make it for Facebook instead. Um, that's how, as being really, really honest about what your audience loves, and not trying to use it as a vehicle to slide your product or service in front of people's screens.
0: Yeah, people can tell oh, when you're not hugely. authentic. Like I've heard yeah. so many people say, "No, you know, like they're like really frustrated with their staff or something," and they say, "No, but I act like I'm like I'm positive yeah. at work." And I'm like, "No, you can't act. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. People can see through that. So if you're not like, and that, I think that's why I have never had trouble turning on the camera because at the beginning I was like." and you know this, I still never watch any of my videos. I can't, Mm -hmm. otherwise I would delete them all. But I just turn on the camera and I just talk because I know what I'm about to tell them is gonna make them more money or ease their stress or whatever. So that's been, I know I'm doing it for their good, Mm -hmm. but it would be totally untrue to say, I'm only doing it for their good. I never want anyone to learn about me or anyone to follow me or to potentially get customers out of it one day.
1: Yeah, the, this saying has been going around recently where they're saying the fastest way or the most sure way of not gaining a following is to focus on gaining a following. Like if that's your goal, and you're like, no, nope, I need this many followers. I need this much engagement. I yeah. need to go viral. That is the most surefire way to not achieve that because people see it. And it's that, and people are calling, it. it's called thirsty these days, right? Like, you look so thirsty, and it's such a turn off. I don't know, you're the only one who's used that word around
0: me. i have mean, asked it. I've asked a few young people about it, they're like, no?
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: Well, I guess they're my age, we're not that young anymore.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you need to not, I mean, you can have that goal, but if you really, if you're trying too hard, people see you trying too hard, and yeah. then it doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a big piece of it, and then, Patients, like Wait, sorry, tons of patients. How do they find out what
0: their fans want?
1: Well, a bit of market research would help. So you're a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think people who listen to us actually know all that stuff, you know? Like primary research, like doing surveys, like mm-hmm. Google Forms, that sort of stuff. Focus groups.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we are. I was just talking to our client today, so we gave one to him to give to all of his customers, and we use it. We just use Google Forms. It's free. Yeah. And we kind of add a few qualifying questions, and on Google Forms, you can even have it, um, you know, based on this answer. If they answered this, then go to this section. If they answered yeah. this, go to this section. So you can ask them different questions based on how they answered, like some qualifying questions. Yeah, it's awesome. So we kind of turned it into four different personas uh i mean they're not personas just four different customer types that he might have um and so depending your
0: own adventure exactly that's what i said to him today Yeah. yeah
1: so people can get to the survey questions that are most relevant to them make it on google Forms. you just it's just a link you can you can shorten it and make it a branded one if you want or whatever and just send it out to everyone um incentivize them if you have to get a you know ten dollar gift card if you fill this out i don't know whatever you need to if you have loyal people already they're they're probably going to be happy to do it anyways but and i always say just don't survey. send it to
0: your bad clients like yeah send it to your ideal clients who have no issue paying your prices who aren't hard to deal mm-hmm. with who you feel energized after working with don't send it to people you, who you don't want more of yeah because if you start hear, hearing everyone's opinions like the haters the trolls whatever yeah. You can't listen to that stuff yeah. like that just skews everything so yeah ask the people who matter
1: and you need a bit of volume to be able to do that like you can't yeah. ask eight people and then no. try and make some sort of conclusion enough from sample that size. Yeah. yeah so that's where because um, i mean we don't have that many clients in number so that was where maybe you got it but i sent an email to my email list at the beginning no, of I mean. january and i was just said hey um like what what more could I create that would help you? I'm not you saying that like... me because I didn't get it. Okay. Yeah. I just, it was just an email that just said uh, I just wanted to know what people would find valuable. I'm not saying like what can I do for you? Like what can you hire me to do? Just what could I create? I do a lot of videos. I write some blogs. Um, I just share articles. Like what things do you find valuable? Do you want me to be available to ask questions whenever you want? Do you want a free one-on-one session? Like what are the things that are actually valuable to you? So I was trying to find that out and I actually did get a number of responses like people replied and let me know so that's helpful mm. um yeah if you don't have the sample size you can just also use google survey and just do general market research you pay a buck a response put together up to 10 questions and you say show it to everyone in this province or whatever um and just ask the questions you want to know awesome. and you can do your own mar- primary market research and find out Uh, that way as well so you get thousands of responses if you want find out what what do people like that's yeah and then yeah the actionable how-to is patience I think that's the most important one like yeah like I was saying tonight, I've literally made hundreds of videos at this point, And where I was in my first dozen is not where I'm at now. And yeah. it's just not only patience in you becoming better at it and learning and learning your audience and what works, but just patience that it's going to take time. I mean, we're episode 22 and we do have subscribers and people listen to it and people tell us they like this podcast, but we don't have a thousand people watching our YouTube lives. So yeah. <laughs> um, it, it takes a while and that's fine.
0: Yeah, and I think that's like the stick to itiveness. Is that that's how they say it? Yeah. That's like I think I. It's a very common theme that I always forget myself. So many people who succeed, the only thing they did is they didn't give up. Yeah, you that know? is Especially the biggest variable. Yeah, it's like, what did he do differently than you? He just tried longer. Yeah, you know.
1: And tr- and and kept trying when it wasn't easy to keep trying because that because it's easy to keep trying when it's easy like when everything's rosy and you you're making you know lots of money and you're only working four hours a day so you got all the time in the world and whatever but when when the crunch is on and it's hard but you still do it that's what makes the biggest difference yeah that is that is the biggest difference between those who found success and built a big audience and those who did not was not necessarily the quality of content or the ingenuity of the idea or they're better looking or whatever people want to blame it on it's like no they just kept creating kept going the one my kids watch they watch just you know kids youtube stuff right so they watch this family called the yeagers they're down in utah somewhere and they watch this show called shot of the yeagers and it's just this family
0: shot of the
1: (laughs) shot of the yeagers it's i think it's supposed to be a play on like Jaeger, shot of Jaeger. (laughs) But it's the Yeager's and they're a Mormon family, so I'm pretty sure it's not about Jaeger. But
0: didn't we just talk about being politically correct? Right before the mics turned on? What? Are you sure you want to talk about this? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's just a fun family show, right? It's like documenting their daily life and them playing whatever. Floor is lava and all this stuff, right? So my kids love watching this show and I remember like I was just looking them up, you know, where did they start? How did they get going? how much do they make, all that. And you know, they're literally making millions off of making daily YouTube videos. Um, but
0: did they start at the right time? No. That's what I was trying to ask you earlier. Like, do you think all those big success especially YouTube, like mm-hmm. I've been putting stuff on YouTube since the first day that I started my company, but right. I think one of the problems is you said i don't make it directly for youtube it's yeah. like repurposed right that's one thing that i think is yeah
1: and sure like there still has to be a minimum benchmark of like it has to be quality it has to be interesting it has to be somewhat different than what's out there it has to be some of that but that's not all it takes so, so people this family have become was-
0: youtube millionaires in the last couple yeah of years.
1: recently sure yeah Um, but this family, they made daily YouTube videos for like 10 months before they ever had more than like 60 viewers (laughs) on a a video. Oh yeah. I remember doing so
0: many videos and I'm like, why am I doing this? This is so hard. Like I feel so insecure about being on camera. Nobody else was really doing it when I first started doing it on Facebook and YouTube. And I just felt like, who am I to put myself on video? Right. But as soon as you change that story where it's like, no, who am I helping? Mm -hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. So me doing daily LinkedIn vlogs is sparked by that because um, Goldie Chan, who she was at the conference I was in New York, she, she did that uh, two years ago maybe she started it and she's, or maybe even longer than that, but she did daily LinkedIn vlogs and hers were a lot more like production value than mine are and it's a bit more of she I'm sure had some assistance or if she didn't she just put a lot more time into it than I do but she made very high quality LinkedIn videos every single day for more than a year so literally has hundreds of them out there what does she sell Um, What does she sell? I don't know what she does. I think she's like a coach consultant type person now. Um, She definitely does a lot of public speaking, um, but she's become like LinkedIn named her one of their top creators, like someone who's definitely made waves on LinkedIn. You might have seen her. She always has like lime green hair. It's kind of her identifying thing. See, we were
0: talking about that earlier and I was like in your bathroom looking at the orange table and I was like, Mm -hmm. do I really have to get a gimmick? Like, do I really have to wear like a pink streak in my hair, or write like "K Ray" on my glasses, or something? <laughs> That's what Mandy calls me.
1: Um, I mean, you'd have to be uh, identifiable, isn't that right?
0: Isn't that a gimmicky? Because if I were to just be like, I have a gimmick now, that would be inauthentic, right? But if I had something from the beginning, but I don't, mm-hmm. I'm just me.
1: You're just you. I mean, you have to be identifiable in, like we said, an elevator pitch way where people can right. see you and be like, "Well, that's how I would describe you to someone else." It needs to be something that
0: like summarize the story.
1: Right, could be your story, could be who you are. Yeah, what you offer. Yeah, I how don't you think look. I do that.
0: Like I never start the video with like, "Here's who I am," or like, "No, I don't." And I don't think never you talk should. about my story. No. So what? Can you give people like a loose outline for what a good content video is, or is it different for every different? Well audience
1: yeah I mean it's gonna look like what your audience is already consuming so, so look get, look at oh what yeah, they're yeah. consuming right so if you're wanting to do um, yeah if it's like something like Red Bull it's like what are people watching well they're watching all these crazy videos on YouTube about you know 10 most extreme humans or whatever and it's just these crazy clips of people doing insane stuff so they model it after that cuz that's what their audience is watching Um, if you want to do a celebrity interview show like Hot Ones, like what are, what do people watch? Well, it's really interesting questions, unique questions, not the boring like newscast questions where you ask the celebrity the same question they've answered 600 times. Like no one wants to watch that interview. They want the interview where someone's asked something for the first time in their life. Um, you know, so how do we make that? We need to make a show where we can produce what people are already watching.
0: And how do you find out what they're already watching?
1: that we can do that market research okay, piece yeah and then just looking at what's getting a lot of views like what's trending right now what are people watching a lot of that's definitely worth always paying attention to is what's what's hot right now what's working right even not in your TikTok. industry i can't do you it. don't have to you I don't have couple to be a videos
0: on there it's pretty fun but i'm like this is so not my audience
1: nope it's this definitely a different one yeah
0: but nope. yeah I, I did see like Will Smith and a couple other people. Yeah, I
1: follow Will Smith and Kevin Hart and. All their Gary videos are like
0: very edited, aren't they? Like where Will Smith like... Highly,
1: Smith, highly edited. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Almost every one that somebody has showed me that's like really popular has a ton of. Like it's like that guy painting. Have you seen that? Yep. Where the walls move?
1: Oh, maybe not that one, but they're always. There's a lot of illusion type yeah. ones and very. Yeah, like catch your eye. So
0: you have to be a good video editor to be big on. TikTok? No,
1: that's what the app makes really easy. Is you can create so many of these things in uh-huh. app. That's what once you learn how to use it, it makes those quite easy. So I
0: think that's another thing. Actually, people are so uh, quick to give up on learning something, and me yeah. too. Like, I definitely have spent a lot more time on LinkedIn this year, and um, and I do take more time to look at, at insights and things and i do follow certain like i listen to you i listen to social media examiner mm-hmm. like stuff like that but a lot of people i think they try it and they're like oh, i'm just gonna outsource this yeah you know and that can be a right or i'm just gonna ask my assistant to do it or i'm just gonna i know i think i've been guilty of that sometimes and it's like no if you actually just take an hour to learn mm-hmm. you could be really making gains
1: and they also almost uh it feels to me like some of these apps kind of intentionally don't make it totally transparent how to use it because it's almost like like it's a big thing in pop culture and whenever you build things that you kind of hide these like what you call easter eggs around where it's like only your biggest fans discover it and they're like oh i bet you no one else noticed this and you actually kind of make it like, like an, an in Nintendo club thing. A nintendo thing I video
0: game thing no
1: it's it's in everything like you could have a website where no one knows it but if you scroll over this one corner or something something like pops up and that's like a hidden thing I and it becomes this. cool but i remember I early in, i remember early in snapchat that there is no oh, instruction manual for how to use snapchat and it's just like trial by error like what happens when i do this what happens right now I right know. I was like, no Delete idea this app so either you have to go to google and google it and read someone's guide Hope to snapchat forum or yeah or you just experiment and try and TikTok's is definitely one of those where like you kind of just have to mess around and push buttons and see how it works but yeah that's that's how it goes so there's no formula for how to do it by your industry but definitely sh- if you're interested in doing this paying attention to what your audience is paying attention yeah. to. Like what's hot, what's cool, what's interesting, what's new out there.
0: And one one warning I would give people too is we often think that people think the way that we think, but yeah. we're so wrong. Like for me, for example, like I, the first couple of years, I always talked about the two things that I thought people really, really needed. And those were not the things at all that my clients wanted, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to remember that you are not your ideal client in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah, so do your research.
1: hmm Yeah. For sure.
0: I don't have a quick tip. No quick tip for you. <laughs> you can do a long tip. <laughs> okay.
1: What was mine? Wait, I wanted to s- talk about one... Okay, how oh. much time? How, how long are we into this for? It's over. It's done. Oh, my done. God. We're done. Okay, what we won't get into oh it. Oh, my...
0: 45 minutes?
1: Yeah, 45 minutes.
0: Okay, what else do you have?
1: Uh, there's this... There's a saying um, that every media is a... Or every company is a media company. And that's... or is or it should be i think there's the feeling that every every company will have a great success if they think of themselves as a media company so if you think of how media has been produced in the past there's like the type of media media so radio television magazine whatever that's the type and then there's the publisher who makes that type so mm-hmm. so um, on tv you'd have like hgtv that's a publisher on that media and then there's the advertiser that once that publisher has an audience, then the advertiser pays them to reach that audience, right? So you have media, publisher, and then advertiser. And that's where social media kind of destroyed that because you have the media, but you are both the publisher and the advertiser, or you can be just one or the other. But if you have a page that's not an advertiser role, that's a me- That's a media publisher role, right? You're creating content for yeah. people to go to that platform and consume. So it's more like creating the show on HGTV than the Home Depot commercial that interrupts it. But people are treating their pages like they're an advertiser. But it's like, no, you're a publisher now. So yeah. when you think of yourself like a media company, that's how you dominate new media these days is you are a content creator, you're a media publisher not just an advertiser, because to have an advertiser means you're paying to reach someone else's audience. But if you want to do content marketing, create your own audience and then build a relationship with them. And you can still advertise to them and advertise to other people's audiences. But content marketing is about being in the publisher column, not the advertiser column.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Should we just uh, skip it? Because we're going long today. Sure. Do you have
0: anything else there?
1: No, I think that's about all. Okay. Someone like Tom should make a show like Hot Ones. That was my biggest thing. Why didn't they make it? I think rather than advertising on someone else's show.
0: But then it's like, well, how did who showed? One of my clients showed me this video today that was on Ellen, and it was this girl. She recorded herself, I think, on YouTube, and she was so just like very plain. Like she wasn't like. You know how a lot of people are just like so much makeup and they're like Mm -hmm. selfie talking and like she was just like a really ordinary like kind looking girl and she was talking about how it was Christmas time and this lady was going to get a ginger ale and she's like Oh, you know, and I think she has a bit of an accent. She's like, Are you just getting ginger ale? I'll buy it for you. And she's talking about the spirit of Christmas. It is so good. And then she starts like laughing so hard, she's crying, and she could barely get the story out. And she says, She goes outside, and after she bought this ginger ale, she sees this man cleaning her windshield, and she's just overcome with the spirit of Christmas. So she goes up to him, and the video takes like five minutes because she's laughing so hard. And she's like, But then I realized he was, <laughs> it was his own car, and he was cleaning his own window, and it was just parked in front of my car. But she was laughing so hard that i guess it got 80 million views and then ellen got a hold of it so god knows how many it has now but like you can't plan that no there's no no way that girl was like no this is going viral no she's just like so authentic i think she even snorted a little she laughed so hard
1: Now, um, there's no formula for yeah. virality but there is a formula for it being viral worthy and then there's a whole bunch of luck and timing involved well now in you have to tell you, us
0: the formula for viral worthy
1: <laughs> no that's a whole other conversation Next if we can podcast. Talk about that maybe
0: oh i'm just gonna be the audience again at that one
1: okay okay All right, thanks for watching, everyone. Um, You can follow me on Twitter, Lane Underscore Anderson, Instagram, The Real Lane Anderson. And follow me. eh? Yeah, and follow me on LinkedIn. Look me up, Lane Anderson. Daily vlogs are happening there. They're good, too. I just made one today about how Facebook and Google are not listening to you to advertise to you. It's just not true. Don't listen to the people, it's crazy.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. Kelly Ray Tamaki and TMH Business Coaching Consulting on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram.
1: Yep. All the places.
0: Nope, not all the places. Not TikTok. Three. Okay. I'm on TikTok, but it's very. Ones. It's only two videos of my dog. It's not what you. Not. And my husband, he's like, "Why did you put me on here? I didn't even know you took this video."
1: <laughs> no consent. <laughs> he's
0: petting the dogs. Awesome.
1: It, it's very cute. But anyways, okay, thanks for watching thanks and listening, everyone. We'll see you all next week.
0: Oh yes, thanks for listening. I hope we to seeing mm-hmm. you.